Welcome to The Event Brew, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. And welcome to an episode of Event Brew, where the conversations are candid and I'm so excited to be joined with the OGs of event brew we have nick Braley with all seated we have dustin wesley with one west events we have will curran with endless events and i am tui deep with hot and hey guys what's up what's going on is anybody is anybody watching us live today Uh, probably okay yeah voyeurs i'll I'll check but yeah probably this is my first few minutes of uh the monterey operating system uh Dustin, did you just upgrade yours too? No. Okay. I I was, say. That was just my computer turning on. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. So if I uh, <laughs> if I dip out or if all of a sudden uh, I you know become part of the metaverse, then uh, I apologize. The only <laughs> thing I use this computer for is recording this podcast. I don't, <laughs> you have I don't, a podcasting <laughs> computer. I don't touch it. Wow. For I can't. Else. So let's talk about how you have a dedicated computer for podcasting, huh, Dustin? What a flex. I don't. Yeah. It is my COVID <laughs> COVID time thing when I moved to my house. And I haven't, I have not clicked on a single upgrade since basically Leopard. a year and a half. So yeah, when they're so named every, after every time cats. I turn this thing on, it's like making me do all sorts of things that I don't want to do. Huh. <laughs> all right. Well, before we jump into our conversation of the day, of course, what is everyone drinking? Well, I saw your cup. So what are you drinking over there? I am drinking a lovely David Rio chai with Oatly brand oat milk. It's very delicious and foamy. All right, Dustin, water, beer, Canadian. No beer? water today. I got to take my ass to the gym after this. So, mm, it's all you. water. What's today? Leg day? No, it's everything day. Every day mm. is everything day. Okay, yeah. Way to be everything proportional. Is everything day. All mm. right, Nick. Uh, every day is nothing day. So uh, <laughs> I'm having a, a Trader Joe's organic jalapeno limeade. Mm. Which is mm. Super good. Spicy and limey. I love any drinks with any kind of spice element to it. It's uh, it's a really, it's a secret uh, trick to make anything that's like sweet not so sweet and have just more grown up tasting. Is Trader Joe's really worth all the hype? As a Canadian, yes. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there's a lot of uh, like prepared foods that are quite good, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of stuff that like, especially like if you grill. They have a lot of like really great like pork and chicken that's like marinated and you can just get like all these different flavors and just get a bunch of rice and pretty much have your week figured out. Hmm. It's a thing. And the first flagship store is in, I believe, Pasadena. Oh, yeah. It feels like California. Yeah, it's definitely very California. (laughs) I always liked how they were always wearing Hawaiian shirts. I almost finished with my blue bottle. I had actually a little uh, surprise coffee date with Corey. And so... We went to Blue Bottle. This is the New Orleans iced coffee. And 
fun fact, Blue Bottle is now um, their standard milk is oat milk. So you don't have to pay that dollar extra, which is like oh, amazing. And I cool. feel like that would be good for the environment. I'm going to say that. Well, that and like also like def like what is it we we when we, I talk about sustainability for events like I say like make the default be the healthy option and then make people ask for the unhealthy option and you'll see soaring re usage right. Love it, love it. All right, so today's topic is keeping attendees engaged with an interactive event platform. So, well, why don't you give us the the shush of of this topic and then we'll hey well why don't you just do the intro yeah, i'll just yeah. do the intro <laughs> thanks um i think it's actually a question mark at the end of this so the, the we saw an article that was keep your attendees engaged with the interactive event platform um and we've talked about this a couple times on Ventech podcast and i figured this would be a good like crossover to hear what your guys' opinion is but um i before i really state like my opinion basically i think what this article is saying is that if you have a good interactive event platform your attendees are going to be engaged and that's the i know that's like the title very generically but um you know i think this is a common thought process of event professionals is that a technology is going to be what keeps people engaged so, certainly Dustin, if you're selling a technology that's what you're going to say <laughs> that's <laughs> true that's very true but dustin you like what do you think uh i think i think you know what I think. I think that the platform is just one part of many, many parts that need to come together to create real engagement. And I think it's not wrong. I think having a great platform and having all the tools that you need to make engagement happen is is important. But I think that it's one of many, 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 many things that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Is anyone going to debate this? I mean, I, I think that like I, I think that there's an opportunity for a poor one to make it very difficult for you to uh, have an engaging event for sure. Uh, I think that engagement sometimes on in face to face, even, you know, in spite of bad design sort of happens based on people wanting it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that in, mm -hmm. in a digital format, uh, it takes a little bit of extra effort uh, on, on the part of the platform in order to, to rise above what is not a natural uh, communications uh, position to be in, uh, so I think that like it has it has heavy lifting to do, but I mean it, it's like I, before the show. I mean Will said it exactly how I say this often. It's not a silver bullet. There's there's no silver bullets. They're all the partners, uh, and this is a partner. Um, this is a tool, but in the hands of bad design, a tool is uh, pretty useless. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to continue down the bullet uh, metaphor, but I think that might be inappropriate. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll uh, continue with something else then. I, I was going to say it's like it's a tool. Like if you like, I'm trying to think of like if you're purely digital, it's like having it would be like having a smelly venue, right? Like it, yeah, people might be there, but they're really going to not want to stay long and all those things like that. But um, I was at that once. It was a smelly venue. Uh, and I didn't want to stay long too. Uh, and it was a, a TSC in Chicago. Uh, and remember that one, uh, it was like that crazy DJ elevator, uh, oh, yeah. event. Where, and then yeah. like, it was like all the lights were like super red and like mm -hmm. whatever reason it was just like fish and like the whole place just smelled like fish. And then from that, on, that point on, I'm like, I, I, there's a few people I went with and I was like the fish event. And I, I was like, did you see the band? And I'm like, no, it was just something about the fish that I didn't want to stick around too long. So 
now I can uh, tie that to uh, digital events somehow. That's great. Well, if you Smelly if you're right, and you think that we're not going to debate this? I guess I'll ask a, 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 a question to debate: Is have you ever been to an event in person or digital or more or both or hybrid that had a terrible event technology experience, but yet you still walked away being like that event was absolutely amazing? And an event that like uh -huh. purposely obscures, like puts you in the middle of the woods with no phone signal, like that doesn't count. Right. But like, has you ever been to an event where like, oh, their event app was just, oh, my God, ungodly. But you still had like a great time. Yeah, of course. Can you talk, talk through like maybe what that experience was like? <clears throat> well, I think when you're talking in person, it's very easy to maneuver around the technology. If the technology is not vital to you making connections and being able to network and, and meet with people and create your own experience, then the technology doesn't really matter but if you've been um, in a virtual I think event if, if you're in a virtual event you have no choice if the technology fails you then you have there's no there's no workaround we're not these aren't open source you don't just get to go in there and fix it yourself or find <laughs> find another way around it so i think it's i think technology is a lot more forgiving in person um obviously if the you know your 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 audio sucks and you're trying to listen to a speaker that's really frustrating and there's no way around that does that destroy the entire experience no you'll find there's other things there's other ways um but the minute you bring it online then you're it's out of your control you don't get to move closer to the stage so that you can hear you don't get to reposition yourself you're 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 stuck and at the mercy of whoever's running it and and just to like confirm too like uh, I guess what I'm talking event tech like too is like that the event app was how you got your schedule. It's how you knew where to go, you know, everything. It was basically like everything. Like there was no like paper backup option because like that's obviously designing for like planning for potential issues and things like that. But I'm just trying to think if there's like a scenario where I don't know. Yeah, like where it was just like it was so the technology was so bad that like it literally ruined the entire event. Like you didn't know where to go. You didn't feel that you could find the sessions that you wanted to find, that sort of stuff. I don't know. Too, I'm sure, I'm sure that happens on. all the time. I'm sure that happens all the time. I it's keep funny. thinking of examples that are the opposite, but I was just recently at a conference, what, last week, two weeks ago, and one of the planners said, oh, it would have been much easier to navigate when we're supposed to meet up if there was an app of some sort, mm. but it didn't ruin necessarily the experience. Um, and I've had it opposite where being like PCMA Educon last year, loved it. But I think what I really liked about the content and being a virtual attendee was that the agenda included the virtual audience. So it, it was that hybrid. I was able to talk to uh, guests that were in person, which I thought, and that completely made it. But I'm trying to think of something that, what you were saying, well, the opposite. I'll tell Where you, I'll tell you a story recently. I'll be obscure about it because I don't want to, I don't want to call anybody yeah. out on it, but, um, the, no one listens to this podcast, right? The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that did this might, so I don't want to shit on them. <laughs> so the schedule in the app changed and it pushed out to the app, but what the app didn't do was change people's calendars. So the app had downloaded into your calendar and when the speaker's rooms changed, it didn't change it in their calendar. So they weren't using the app, they were using their calendar, which oh, I, I actually prefer to do. I prefer to go in the app, pick my stuff, push yeah. it to my calendar, and then I use my own calendar. So everybody ended up in the wrong rooms and they didn't know that it wasn't the right speaker until they took the stage and it caused a, it caused a lot of frustration and it was multi-venue. So you were actually Actually in the wrong <laughs> venue and you had to go across the street to another venue so it's kind of like there that is a place where it, 
it completely failed. And I can see that being a really shitty experience. And now you've showed up 10 minutes late for your speaker. And um, yeah, you're not even going to go to the next speaker because it's in another venue. You're like, I just got to go in the hallway and check my email. Well, now now you can't trust your calendar for the rest of the conference. So you got to like start over again. So yes, that is a place where, you know, something failing can, can totally have a negative impact. Do I think all those attendees were like, that was the worst conference ever. And it destroyed my, destroyed my entire experience. No, but that's still really shitty. Yeah. And maybe it did destroy. Maybe, maybe the purpose of being there was to see this one guy because you knew his opening act was fucking amazing and you missed it. Who knows? I'll definitely agree with you on the pushing calendar thing. Like, I think that's a feature that every single event app needs. Like, like, because like, I want to be able to also block, like if like no between like me, if I can fit another meeting in between or Mm. like things like that too. Cause like, I'm technically like sometimes remote working while I'm doing it. Um, but I've noticed that a lot of them, it's like, Oh, add to calendar. And it's like a one-time ad versus being like the syncing, which I think is what you want too. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm there with you. I guess one experience I had where it like technology kind of failed me and I don't want to say that it didn't ruin my experience, but it made it very stressful. Is that like most recently when I was at EDC, we wanted to watch the Wax Motive set, and he's playing on one of these like art cars, these like small stages or whatever it was. Well, it turns out the map would only load if you had internet. It didn't save offline. So stupid decision. Like because everyone's cell phones don't work when you have 120,000 people in you know one square mile, and we were trying to find out what like where is this Parliament art car. And you have no idea what they are because they're just like in the middle of like the the it just literally is a like random and they don't have names on them or anything like that. And what city were you in? Uh, it's it, in Vegas, but it's in the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, so it's not oh. in like uh, it doesn't have cross streets to know or it's just literally like you're it's just all design like it's a pure festival design essentially. But yeah, it, it ended up sucking because like we were like, which one's the Parliament Art Car? And I was like, I'm guessing it's this. So we literally went and showed up, and I think we ended up being there early. And I was like, this doesn't sound like Wax Motive. I'm not sure. And it wasn't until some guy came up to me and was like, hey, is this the Parliament Art Car? And I was like, I'm hoping so. And he's like, I'm here to see Wax Motive. I'm like, we are too. And he finally walked up, and some got the guy introduced him and was like, oh, and the legend Wax Motive is playing. And we were like, oh, okay, we're at the right stage. Thank God. But like that was a situation that should have been totally avoidable. Um, and it, I guess it kind of makes us disengaged because we were kind of like, should we leave? Should we go? What should we, you know, what should we change? But, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that's obviously it's a, a bit like as much as it's silly, it's that's anxiety inducing, right? Like it's, you know, it's not level 10. It's not at the end of the world, but you're you're there to cram in as much as you can and to experience mm-hmm. everything you want to experience. And it's like it's like that feeling you get at the airport when you're like standing in line <laughs> of security third? and you've done it a million times. You know, you're going to make it, but you're still are feeling anxious about about, you know, getting to where you want to go. And that, that's is that not, why you're feeling anxious, Dustin? That's not great. No, I'm feeling getting anxious security? for a billion other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Airport security is the low on my list of things I'm anxious about. I love it. <laughs> I was at a virtual event last week and uh, their ability to broadcast live uh, was uh, turned off. So what they did is they emailed everybody if something happened and it just didn't work. I don't know what platform they were using. Uh, and they emailed us all and told us that uh, if you go on to the the site for the member portal, which you can watch this conference, uh, that all of the links were available as soon as the session would have been done or earlier to watch a, a replay. So I was I was like, uh, OK, I guess I'll watch those someday, like eventually. <laughs> 
and it was weird because like i could have just watched them that day like i planned to and because they're available for all time mm-hmm. i'm just like yeah i'll, I'll mm-hmm. get to them when i get if i need them i'll get to them mm-hmm. and it completely made the event not an event and it just became a collection of content mm-hmm. just because it wasn't live and it, because it was accessible like at all times and like that was interesting because it was a good punt right like the content's still available right so like you know what are you going to do uh they they did you know they did they had a backup plan but it was interesting to me like how i like didn't even i wasn't like evaluating i was just thinking you know oh well shoot i can go do some work and this isn't something that i need to do right now um it's kind of like you're off the hook you're like "Hmm." yeah 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 i got my time back and i can i can watch this stuff at my leisure uh which is interesting and then i could download all the decks all the decks became available like on it which is it was a great punt in as much as the content's available, but it just devalued the event and the uh, urgency. Mm. It's like when you get that extra 10 minutes for that meeting that didn't go as long as it was supposed to. And it is, it's never the most productive <laughs> 10 minutes though. No, <laughs> yeah, no, never. <laughs> you feel it like probably, it's, you feel it like probably, it's free time. Like you've gained more time 100%. in the day. But it probably does make your next meeting better, right? I mean, it probably does give totally you does. So a yeah. break, right? Cause I don't, I don't time. design enough breaks, unfortunately, if any, um, but yeah, it was interesting to me to see like some like they basically became because of their platform, they became not an event. They became a collection of content, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is it's I, I find it to be an ever thin line between a content collection and an event when it comes to virtual um, because of, you know, just it is uh, other than it, it happening in one place in time and the ability to. Uh, engage uh, without those things it's just content Mm -hmm. did you get the feeling that the platform failed I know it's so hard to tell what's going on behind the scenes but did it seem like a platform glitch yeah yeah that sucks because every one of the presenters were in all over the world and they um, they either had backup of their of their uh, video already uh, done or they just went ahead and recorded it and uploaded a video and then they hosted the video in uh, where the agenda was. So if you if you clicked on my agenda and all of the sessions that you would have been because there were multiple per t- time period, uh, it would give you your agenda and it would populate it with the replay video uh, and great. the deck. It, it was really like That's I was great. like, and it's great. And they're like, you have access to this. Uh, you know, in perpetuity because I'm a member of this organization that has this. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really cool. But I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend my whole day as I planned on doing this, which I, I, that part was just interesting to me in, in as much as I didn't I didn't amp- anticipate that behavior um, until I was in there. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't feel that this is urgent at all. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? You know, to the grand scheme of things, maybe it doesn't mean as much. You Do I still find value in it? Yeah, maybe. Will I will I consume as much of it as as I would have? Probably not. Will something else shiny come in front of my eyes and mm-hmm. grab my attention before that? Probably. Uh, you know, uh, so that's uh, it's interesting. The urgency and the liveness and how, you you know, you only have one shot at this kind of stuff, no matter what, to be able to have that much attention. So uh, Do you I think just find that. that- 
Do yeah. you think that will filter into, you know, when we're talking about in person and having the ability to watch it back later? Do you think that will keep less bums oh, in seats? Um, yeah. Because because you're you have you have great intentions that you're gonna. I'm not saying you're gonna watch it. Oh. I'm saying you have the option to watch yeah. it later. Yeah, so even you're, the option. you're like, well, See, do I want to go down to Salon C that's like 30 miles away from the registration to go watch this? Or you know what? I'm gonna watch this one later, whether you do it or not. Yeah idea because i always keep my emails where it's, it's like oh pre-record you know everything's been recorded here and i'm like i'll watch it later and i never do no, and something never. that would be great is like especially if it's like a keynote or something of that sort like have a watch party where you, everyone like gets, an encore uh, speaker, see, like a everyone time. can interact yeah. as their watch including that's the person idea. that's actually speaking just on that. the content because you know yeah. a lot of times they'll miss they're missing a lot of the conversations in the chat pane yeah. I would actually yeah. watch that if someone was like, hey, we're all going to do a watch party of this pre-recorded content that idea. you missed out on. The speaker will be there to answer any questions or to engage with you along the way. And here's a calendar invite in, you know, add to calendar, which yeah, well, well, you were talking about earlier. Too. So we I had a lot of people to... register for a virtual event with this speaker. And uh, what happened was, um, you know, obviously it's always a small portion of people that actually show up for a free you know, presentation. Uh, so we did a watch party instead of just giving them the YouTube link uh, with the speaker to do Q&A at the end of it. Uh, so we just brought the speaker back just to do the Q&A portion. So we watched it, the video because we did as we changed the time period to uh, be more applicable to uh, a European audience. And we found out that like the, like a big portion of the people that signed up but then eventually did, didn't come uh, were actually outside of uh, North America. So we aimed it at that those time zones, and we had a different person uh, as our moderator who was in Germany, and a, and and the a speaker came back to do a Q and A about what we just watched, and like that speaker had like these you know different opinions about the things he said and had time to think about it, but we we made it so the, the important part is there was a live component of it because there wasn't a live component of it, just release it on YouTube, you know, like why, yeah, it's it's very it's, well, I have a hard time calling it an event. It, it's tough, like, if you just release it to YouTube because there is some nice part about, like, gating it to it. But, like, I was going to say, like, one thing that I've enjoyed is that it, when the content is on YouTube because, like, the YouTube app is so convenient to use on a TV. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the big problems is, like, I've noticed with most of these, like, on-demand content libraries is that there's no, like, ability for me to be on my phone scrolling through videos and be, like, flick, cast yeah. a screen. Flick, cast mm -hmm. a screen. They're all, like, watch it right here. Or, you know, not a lot of casting. And, like, I'll even admit, too, like, inside of our community thing, like, we – I that was one of the first features I told our video platform – library platform. I was like, you guys need to make a cast button because I'm I, not going to watch content on my computer or, you know. I almost exclusively watch event icons uh, and the wrap-up of Ventech Live. Those are things that I've always watched on my Apple TV, on my TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, because it's like I subscribe to the channel. I go, I pretty much just you know I have all these like Netflix and this and that, but I spend most of it on YouTube anyway. And I, uh, yeah, I watch those uh, those. Things. I watch TED uh, on nice. my TV all the time. Like, yeah, that's a that, that is a great point of being able to like have that. Like, if you have content that people would watch, uh, not on their work day. I I think like. I think like a major way to redesign this like audience engagement problem that people are having with virtual and even in-person audiences too, is just like less content in general. Like I, I forget when you guys asked the question, like, do you think that if it sucked, would you have, or do you think it, less people would come in and enjoy sitting in the content knowing it's recorded? I think that that's true because like 
I definitely think that I would, you know, again, just going back to my EDC experience is like if I knew that a set was going to be recorded, I might have actually just not gone to it. I've been like, I'll watch this at home. Let me try to go to all the. The king. Is he freezing? That never happens. Oh, he's back. You froze on us. Well, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm like the guy that should never freeze. I'm the guy that nev should never freeze for sure. Yeah, it's your back. Let me, um, let me tell you. Let me tell you where it trailed off. So you're saying so if you if you knew it was recorded, you'd go and. Oh, if I knew it was recorded, I would probably just only go to the live content, right? And I would only go to the stuff I know like it's not going to be live streamed or recorded anywhere. But like, I definitely think that there's a quantity quality versus quantity game that that for mm -hmm. for when it's talking about corporate events and conferences, like. We just got to have less of it. There's so much crap just out make, there. And like, just make your content so incredible that people are going to want to be in that room experiencing it and quit sure. trying to quit over programming, quit trying to do too many tracks where you got 20 things going on at the same time where people are so overwhelmed, they do none of it. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's, there's a, there is a place to put all of that extra programming. If you've got great topics, but it's too micro to put into the larger audience, that is the content that should go online and, mm -hmm. and leave, and leave more space for bigger topics, bigger audiences, bigger conversations and bigger connections. I sure. say the connections part, especially like that's the part that I'm craving. And that's the part that's not content. The part that doesn't mm -hmm. fit on YouTube. Uh, is the engagement, the networking. And like, that's why I really, uh, of like all the different models I've seen that are out there, like the ones that kind of flip the content around, uh, like Flip Classroom is my, really my favorite, you know, as far as like addressing this, of giving people the content ahead of time and saying, watch this, you know, absorb this, uh, and then come to the event to talk about it. Come to mm -hmm. the event to engage about it. Come to the event for uh, peer conversations. And mm -hmm. let's actually like roll our sleeves up and, uh, become a participant and let's figure this out together uh, and have discussions and tables and, and uh, smaller engagement. Mm -hmm. But you've already done the work. You've already, you know, it's similar to like how you should run a board meeting where, you know, instead of getting the, the when you show up to the board meeting, like that's when you get the uh, the notes, but you should read them ahead of time and then, you know, see if you have any questions there and, and blow through the meeting and get mm -hmm. to the stuff that really matters and the debates and the, you know, the voting and, and that kind of thing. Same thing that goes with live events, like to have to wait to watch something for an hour and a half. And then you're like, what do you mm -hmm. think? You're like, I don't know. I just shotgunned that. And, you know, uh, eight of those in a row uh, in one day after I have jet lag. So my mm -hmm. answer is I got some of that. Um, and I think that if you gave somebody like, you know, five or six months to really absorb and give them, you know, a drip of content that's all around the same idea. And then you ask people, okay, now these are the people that are coming to this are the people that are most engaged in this kind of content. They're the people who are like you, that they care about this stuff. How did you, what do you give back to this content? Then all of a sudden the become, it becomes more of a community discussion as opposed to uh, a download. And mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of design where if I was doing a, a, you know, an event with a platform, I think the platform could do an amazing job at executing the content distribution in a lot of different ways that really would let the you know the content be the content and then then separate the content distribution from the engagement. But we're trying to do both at the same time in virtual platforms and I think that's the biggest problem is that you're asking people to engage and be online and chat and, and listen and be intentful intent and take notes and all this other stuff and it's like it's too much, right? And I mm -hmm. think that like you should you should dedicate you know, is this a time period for engagement? Is this a time period uh, uh, dedicated to absorption of content and ideas? Um, 
we don't do the networking at the same time as the the presenting in face to face, but in the meantime, in virtual events, we ask people to do that in the chat, you know, and, and it kind of works for a live stream because the content isn't necessarily educational or profound. It's just sort of uh, things to bump people around and get them thinking, you know, a little bit, uh, but it's not really a thinker, you know, it's just entertainment. Uh, it doesn't really work. It, it, same thing with like television, right? Like where you see like a live stream or a second screen with sports. Uh, it's not really analogous because you're not trying to, the sports isn't trying to be sticky, right? It's not trying to like change behavior. Not at all. It's just, it's just there as uh, it's passive content consumption uh, for the sake of novelty and, you know, uh, elation. And uh, if we're trying to really get some deep thoughts and, and change behaviors, you need to dedicate time just for that. And then you need to build breaks in and then you need to build time to discuss and test uh, and work together. And the virtual platforms suffer from the fact that they try to do it all in a big mash and live events suffer from the fact that they had shotgun it all back to back to back to back because you have to fly someone out, you know, uh, for three days and, and cram it all into three days away from when they have to do all their work. So they both are, I don't think, great models, frankly, um, spreading them out and, and moving them in between each other is probably the ticket. Uh, using one to do part of it and using the other to do part of it's probably the best, I think, of all those things. But, you know, one of the biggest disappointments I've had post-COVID, uh, even, even though, like, I, I know people that just got COVID, uh, but <laughs> post-COVID uh, is the fact that uh, we didn't really change the model of events too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the model is still the same. I, mean, I guess you could quibble over there's more virtual events and there's more tools and there's more of this and there's, you know, hybrid is still being used by larger organizations and some organizations are not going back to live. Fine. But the models... Are virtually the same. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Good work, Boom. Chewy. <laughs> oh, so I so I got click that on the ninety nine and just <laughs> jump over the one touch. <laughs> I was thinking a little bit about the like this this topic and like why why would it, this why would this be the the silver bullet? And I'm starting to think like this uh, this title might be something for somebody who's using Zoom. Right. Like mm. how many people are still using Zoom to do all their virtual events? And Oof. I'm not talking about like the one off one webinar sort of stuff. You know, I'm sure there's people who are doing multiple speakers, long days inside of Zoom. Like I'm curious to know actually if Zoom publishes any stats on like length of, of people inside of Zooms. Um, but I'm wondering like if that has anything to do with it, too, because, you know, but at the same time, too, like I understand for people who are doing one hour webinars like there are good webinar platforms that have probably better functionalities and more engaging features than zoom and don't feel like zoom. But like, I'd also don't see someone buying like a whole schedule networking directory, like full event platform for like a one hour webinar. That seems just like almost obscene to spend that much money. And like these platforms don't, aren't cheap, you know, but you know, I'm wondering, but at the same time too, like in this article, like they're trying to obviously pitch to use, to use their platform um, on it. Like, they can't imagine anybody like really spending that kind of money for a one hour webinar. I don't know. It depends for on your goals, obviously. I mean, you don't want to, you know, you know, it has to fit the, what you're doing, but like, I, I think having like long significant events, virtual events in, in zoom is similar to having the long, similar, uh, or the long important events in your office. Uh, it, it's going to feel like, 
an office meeting, it's not going to feel like it's something significant. And because we disproportionately spend time on Zoom, which is the new office, having it be an oasis away from uh, Zoom, even for that reason alone, would be helpful. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to be spending eight hours in Zoom next week. It's like, oh, I spent mm-hmm. eight hours in Zoom Tuesdays, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it, it really like even even that alone, you would get if I was looking to change behaviors and I was looking to get people out of things and to think differently, et cetera. Um, I wouldn't use the default platform that that most things are happening on. Um and I use Zoom. I don't. I don't dislike Zoom at all. I think Zoom is incredibly efficient. I think that's really what it is. It's an efficient tool. Um, but I, I just, you know, I look at my audience and say, okay, what, what's the goal here? And if the goal is to create memory markers or to be something different, or if there's a branding element, all these other elements that Zoom doesn't do, then I probably wouldn't go there. But even even from the fact of like designing something that is extra and plus and outside of i wouldn't use the 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 world's default meeting mechanism to do that Mm -hmm. i think it's fair i think that there's you know we we and if we haven't done it yet we need to start thinking about what the definitions of these online events are and what is a training meeting what is you know what is what is a a all-day conference what is a webinar what is a business meeting and figure out what buckets that they belong in so that it's easier for us to identify what technology is best suited for them because you're right the one hour webinar doesn't need all the features that an all-day um educational event is going to need and i think i think we could do a better job of and i think those that are marketing because that's really where this topic came from with somebody that is marketing their platform like they should get better at like this is what the this is this is who the platform is better suited to audiences of this size to this size with you know these sort of these sort of features that you need instead of putting all this pressure on everybody to feel like every time you get on a video call it needs to be extravagant and it needs to be interactive and it needs to be games and bells and whistles and apple pie needs to come out of your computer and because that's that's not that's not true and i think that's where we get lost especially in the platform conversation is that there's there's certain platforms that are good for certain things and you're probably not going to find the one platform that serves you all the purposes that you need and sometimes it just needs to be a damn zoom call and that's okay yeah i, I agreed like i think that I, I think anything that happens on your computer is getting lumped into one category and i think that's that's not accurate at this point i think we're we've reached a level of sophistication where the expectations need to be set uh where the digital engagement should come with a specific set of expectations and the expectations for a uh, project a meeting or you know a uh, uh, like a task force meeting or, or something like that and let's say a conference you know like they're, they're different if if it's like one's about community engagement and the other one is about the efficiency of uh, you know an organization understanding like what's to do next like mm-hmm. it, it's very it's right now it's all i think of it as all like we're using one venue for everything it's like you have a birthday party that's going in the venue you <laughs> yeah, have a, a trade totally. show it's going in that same venue and you're yeah. like well that you yeah. know and you're you're having your birthday party for like a 13 year old in the middle everything's of the everything's center. on a yacht everything's on a yeah, yacht it's all yachts yacht, yacht, yacht. <laughs> <laughs> we got a yacht so it's going on a yacht we pay for zoom so it's going on zoom 
you know and i have to and, tell you sometimes i'm so relieved to see that it's zoom like i'll get the invite and i'm like, you know like oh thank god thank god i don't like yeah. this is an hour of my life i'm giving you make it easy for me i would rather sit yeah. on a zoom call than learn new features set up my avatar yep. and it's not always like that sometimes i'm excited to see a new platform and it's well done but most of the time i'm just like oh if my it's god, close enough it to zoom give me zoom totally. that's how i'm like you know yeah, that's a great point yeah, if it's if it's like if it, you're more or less have the same functionality, it's it's designed yeah. to uh, communicate first. If it's designed to uh, to broadcast content first, give me Zoom. I yeah. know it. I've already spent the time on it. If you're turning uh, off more features than you have on, it probably should be a Zoom call. Yeah, <laughs> if it's built for something completely different, you know, and it's built around a different premise where like, you know, it, it's like they say that like we kind of do these things better then okay i'm interested maybe you know because mm -hmm. then it's like at least worth it like i've been on some like some team building kind of like style virtual platforms where it's like the novelty of it and and the uniqueness of it is part of it um then i'm like okay that that's that's sort of worth it for me but if you're going to tell me it's like uh like i have to go on like webex like two or three times a week and i'm like why like i don't oh <laughs> like I, I just or like google hangouts like i'd rather just wrangle all those things into one thing like what's yeah, the difference that's how i feel about teams yeah <laughs> teams a, too same here I'm just like why why can't we just do a we zoom have a zoom call? you know like let's just get a monopoly going here mm -hmm. there's there's a really cool app called uh, around and uh we were doing like a company social and we were playing uh this game called code names and code names said like play with video I, chat and i was like I've, have I'll you played like, code names in real life it's yeah, really yeah, 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 it's really yeah, fun, love, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, they have a built-in video chat. I wonder if it's like more efficient than trying to do it in Zoom. And I was just curious. I clicked on it. And it was like, oh, download around. And I think I found around on Product Hunt when it first came out, and it was like very early stage. But I clicked on it. And I was like, oh, like they automatically put the the game inside everybody's screen. And then when you hit like do teams, it automatically puts people on different sides of the screen in different colors. So like it, like it made it so it was like all seamless. But one of the things I liked is you can play background music, you can like put gifts, and you can make different sound effects too for people. So like if someone's taking a long time to do the code names round, they can do like a tick 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 tick, and then you can do like when they get it right, you can have like cheering sounds, and like that starts to make me feel like okay, this is worth getting off of a Zoom because it enhances mm -hmm. that experience so much more. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think there's so many times where like you know it Zoom can feel like exhausting just being like mm -hmm. oh I'm just on another video call like, and I was glad I found that around software because it felt like it made code names like that much better. I think you bring up I think you bring up a good point that we shouldn't we shouldn't stop exploring new technology and we shouldn't because we've you know we've we've got this certain thing that we use or we've signed up for whatever platforms being sold to you by the largest AV company in the world like that doesn't that doesn't mean you should stop exploring it doesn't mean that you should not be looking for new technologies because it's only going to get better and it's going to continue to get better and as long as there's an audience for it they're going to continue to build so let's not get stuck in our ways with the platform that got you through covid bless them whoever they are but I think there's a great lesson in that, that they're, it's going to constantly be evolving and there's going to be lots and lots of new features that are going to create new opportunities for you. And I think we talked about this the last time I was on where, where you know, all of this new stuff that's being created doesn't necessarily have to fit the event you're doing right now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you great tools for the event you're going to do in the future. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have to add to that is uh, design trumps bad tools. Uh, mm -hmm. and good tools don't trump bad design. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think that none of these things are 
going to solve your your major problems. Uh, they're going to be a tool uh, that you that you have to create new design for first and then find the tool. So if you're just look, you're like, man, I just need to solve this problem for the event. I think I just need to find the right tool. That's not the that's not where you start. Yeah. Uh, you start with a design and you start with uh, the goal and you start with what if there was something like this and then you go out and explore if there is. Mm -hmm. uh, but start from, you know, and that's where I think that the mentality you should have when you're like out there, like Dustin said, looking for new things and exploring. I think you should start from a premise of like, what if there was something that did all these things, like really come up with a platform in your mind or, or tools or features that would be ideal for your design and then go out there and see if there's a combination of things uh, or challenge your providers uh, of the platforms to be able to help you get to that point. But none of that happens without first dreaming and being creative uh, first. Mm -hmm. and it, it, the, the, you really shouldn't conform your design to the platform that you have. You should have your platform conform to your design. That's, mm -hmm. I think, the biggest problem that people have when they think that their, their problems are going to be solved by their platform. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking from the other side, I've been on both sides, but speaking on the side of the, the platform, if you don't know what you want, um, you, we, the platform can't really give it to you. Mm -hmm. And, and be a, be a strong leader and speak up when you need something and tell the platforms what you need. That's how they change. That's how they grow. So if you're, if you're sitting there being like, damn, I wish it did this, you might just have to ask. It might be that easy. <laughs> it, you'd be surprised. I mean, like we've been in many situations with clients where someone's like, if it just did this and then we're just like, okay, we can, we can make it do that. Yeah. You know, like, really? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's in the product roadmap anyway. If you've got it six months or whatever, we could just kind of bump it up or move this around. Or, you know, frankly, you'd be a great test case for this. So if you if you mm -hmm. want to do it, uh, you know, not that that those are phrases that make uh, event people excited <laughs> <laughs> in tech. It's like, oh, that's no, no. cool. You're like, I, you could be a we're case. Probably, we're probably more willing now than ever before. That's You should be uh, yeah. for sure. But I mean, yeah, you'd be surprised, frankly, uh, what you can get if you ask for it. And then the other thing is, is that um, things in concert with other things, you don't necessarily have to. I mean, this might be a budget thing, so I'm not saying it's, all, it's the right thing for everyone. But there may be an element of this platform that's good for this and an element that's good for that. And then the reason that you can't find the event that you want is because you're trying to make one do both. And, and mm -hmm. they, it just isn't good at both. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a great way to wrap this conversation up. Of course, talking about everyone that's listening, call to action. Tell us a platform that you feel like generates audience engagement or how do you do it within that platform? We want to hear those feedbacks. Zoom. You can email us at eventbrewhelloendless.com or use hashtag eventbrew. Uh, and... Yeah, thank you. Well, Dustin, Nick, thank you for the conversation. And Thanks, until next time, bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head over to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or tell us what topics you want to hear covered. See you next time on Event Brew. Event Brew.